Welcome to the Intelligent Investing Podcast, where modern portfolio theory can suck it. A student of the school of Graham and Doddsville and a clergy member of the Church of Warren Buffett, here's your host, Eric Schlein. What is going on? You are listening to the Intelligent Investing Podcast, and this is Eric Schlein, your host. And today we have on, well, really back on Jan Schwenda, who has his OTC manual and a well-known OTC investor in the value investing space. Jan, welcome back to the show. Hey, Eric. Uh, it's good to be back. It's been a little while since uh, since you've been here, but uh, glad, glad for you to be back. Um, so let's talk about uh, what you wanted to talk about today. So what, what, what stock did you want to talk about today? Sure. So um, the first stock actually that I kind of picked um, for listeners uh, who might be interested in the OTC space uh, in these, in these, uh, in these troublesome times. And I hope that everyone, everyone is, everyone, everyone is well. And we're, uh, we're just going to do, we're just going to do one today. And then for the others, that'll be for other episodes. Oh, okay. 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 Fair enough. So just, well, then, just one. Um, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. So the the stock that I actually picked today uh, is Vulcan Corporation. Okay. Uh, the ticker is VULC. Um, this might be relatively known in the ODC circles. Uh, I think I it is. But it, it's, it's, a it gra- it's a great. I, I'm actually so full disclosure. I'm a shareholder, but um, it's ah, a great okay. story background. So can you give us the the background of this business? Because very fascinating. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So. Uh, it's actually a liquidation play nowadays, but uh, it wasn't uh, a liquidation play, of course, for uh, the past, uh, you know, uh, lifetime of the of the business. Um, this is actually a family-owned company. Uh, the Gettler Gettler family owns a large chunk of uh, of the company, and they used to uh, do manufacturing. Uh, but in the past ten to fifteen years, actually, almost all of the value. Uh, of the of the stock is in in their stock portfolio. So what they did is that they invested a large portion of their cash proceeds from the sale of uh, most of their manufacturing into several stocks during the financial crisis. Uh, so of course, as you can imagine, they are sitting at an interesting portion of profits. Uh, I believe their biggest their biggest position is um, PNC, which is a which is a bank. Um, so they do have. Uh, 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 a large stock portfolio, which of course earned dividends over over the past uh, uh, eight uh, uh, or ten years or so, um, and has been kind of ballooning. Uh, but they have other stuff as well. They own a bunch of real estate. Uh, they own uh, a land uh, which used to host their last factory, uh, because actually very recently they demolished it as they're preparing for the liquidation. Uh, they also own several pieces of real estate. Uh, and they own Timberland, which is uh, kind of like uh, the big unknown for uh, the shareholders of Volk uh, as they're um, uh, trying to see how much they're uh, going to uh, get for it. Um, so they have these kind of bits and pieces, pieces of real estate, but the main uh, value uh, of uh, the companies in the stock portfolio. Now, this became a liquidation play, but really uh, the way to get there uh, was was something something different. Um, just, just a little bit. Yeah, 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 exactly. So this is a, a dark company. And actually, a lot of the information that I'm using uh, uh, now is, comes from an initial article um, about Vulcan, which actually is accessible on Seeking Alpha. Um, and I called Vulcan the epitome of a dark company. Uh, so a company that does not file financials with the SEC. Um, now, why do I label Vulcan as epitome? Well, 
because they really are reluctant to share any financials, even with the shareholders themselves. I don't know if you, uh, Eric, went through the process or of getting the financials. Um, let's. I don't want to talk about what what process I went through. So let's just okay, keep it. Yeah, let's fair, just keep it to you. Enough, you know, I, yeah, for sure, for sure. So basically. Uh, they're really reluctant to share any financials, even with the, with the shareholders. Getting information is extremely tough. So you have to follow a, a certain legal procedure. And even then, they might be extremely hostile. You also need to sign an AD, uh, NDA if you actually want to see the most recent financials. I saw notes of individual, individual investors visiting their annual meetings and being treated almost as enemies. So uh, while this might not be uh, too much of an out, out of ordinary for this corner of the market, for you know the plain vanilla listed investor, that might seem a bit crazy. So Vulcan had had a very, very rocky relationship with their shareholders, not wanting to share any financials, not wanting to share any updates, and also not wanting to really change the business. Uh, because for the past 10 years, you know, they did own that factory, that last factory, which has been really um, um, racking up losses, didn't make any sense, you know, whilst you have this kind of stock portfolio on the side, which also they didn't really do much with, which probably is a good thing at the end of the day. Uh, but they've been really kind of just living off of the company. And so a lot of shareholders were not really happy with what is uh, going on and especially you know, the process they have to go through uh, when you need to uh, get the financials. Yeah. So uh, in the article, I kind of tell the story of uh, of how all this uh, came came about. Of course, there were some leaks of the financials. Uh, Nate Tobig of Oddball Stocks got uh, some financials out in 2017, I think. Uh, I was then uh, uh, sharing a link for the most updated uh, mm-hmm. financials, I think, for 2018 and 2019. Yeah, yeah, t- 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 well. tell the listeners how yep. uh, Nate Tobik was able to get the financials, because that's a, kind of a cool story, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. So he received it in a, a mail, uh, in slow, a snail mail. So just basically received a letter one day, opened it up, and the financials were there of Vulcan Corporation. So <laughs> someone just wanted to make sure do you, that— Do you remember who um, it was from? Um, I don't know, actually. I don't remember whether it was whether Nate actually knew. Oh, wait, it was the uh, do- no, it was somehow connected to the board of directors. I think it was daughter. Of it was either like the board da- of directors. I think it was the, either the daughter, or the sister of uh, of the guy who of Gettler. It. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Of the, yeah. 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 <laughs> so actually, yeah, yeah. There was some sort of like, I guess, family feud going on uh, <laughs> and somebody wanted to just uh, make the money. And so they sent the financials to to need to kind of showcase what is going on with the with the stock and that the stock is actually potentially hugely undervalued compared to what it actually owns in the stock portfolio and the real estate. Um, and as you mentioned, like the, the 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 brother or whatever who whatever the connection was there, uh, um, Gettler, uh, he is a lawyer and so he made sure actually that the process for the shareholders is going to be really troublesome. When it comes to getting the financials, so it seems to me, and this is just my opinion, that this is the problem with regards to Volk, or at least it was in uh, in the past. Because of course now they're liquidating. Um, uh, some people uh, say that the report, my report, kind of pushed them towards it. Because in my report, you can actually understand what process you have to go through in order to get the financials. So kind of like a, a manual, like okay, you do this, you send it to this address, and hopefully you will get some response. So maybe. 
they saw that they're not going to be able to just um you know um do nothing with uh, with the stocks and uh, and with the land and now can you can you explain why not because i mean they owned a, i mean they, they were majority shareholders right so it's not like you could really do activism with the company um why would they want to liquidate or yeah well, I'd say that uh, they were really just using it as a sort of like a piggy bank, uh, in my opinion. And basically, they didn't really want to do anything. I mean, they, they haven't been really doing anything with it for, for the what, past few years. What, so let's say they didn't liquidate, though. How, how would anything change? Like, what, what's their, what's the point of liquidating? Well, there, there is an argument. There is a legal argument that could be that could be made where they could it's be an like, investment company. Is that the deal? Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. So basically, since uh, the company owned a, like, a relatively small factory compared to their stock portfolio the stock portfolio you know is worth more than 100 million uh, dollars or whatever and so they have one factory that's like 5 million and they're really operating at a loss and they're not doing much so basically there's a there's a there's a um, argument here that because their portfolio is over 100 mil uh, they would actually have to be forced to file with the SEC uh, and they would have to show the portfolio up to date and quarterly and so on and so forth. So actually, that's what they probably also didn't want to do that. So there was a kind of a legal argument. Um, although I think the, if you were to sue them, I think that would be like a whole other story because, of course, they were also sued by um, uh, Lloyd Miller, I think. What's his name? What's the investor? Yeah, that's, that's, his, name. that's his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. The famous OTC investor that you can find traces of. He died uh, recently. You know that? He passed away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, unfortunately, he passed away recently. But, um, you know, you can follow him into some good stuff if you're into OTC. Like, if you find his name, that's, you know, usually pretty interesting. Mm, and so he sued them. He sued them for the financials, and it was kind of like a, a mess. Uh, but so there was this legal argument, but now that really doesn't have to be uh argued for anymore because they are uh selling off their real estate uh they're in process of auctioning off the timberland if i'm not cor- uh, if i'm not mistaken yep, yep. and they yeah, demolished, yep. demolished the factory and uh they they're they're going to sell off anything uh remaining uh of course the most important question is what is worth right i mean you're looking at a bunch of assets uh, and a liquidation you have to take into account the cat taxes and so on and so forth I recently read a pretty good letter from a fund called East 72 Holdings, uh, which assigned value to Volk of about $170 per share. This represents a nice upside from current prices. It's about 110 bucks. When, when right was now. this letter from? Yeah, of course, that's the important point. It was before the crash, uh, before March. Do you think that the securities have been sold or not? Do you have any idea? D- yeah, that's that's one thing that is uh, uh, the kind of uh, question connected to the to the valuation. Um, it is not clear because uh, I don't uh, have uh, um, any access to the any 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 new information uh, uh, regarding regarding the share stock portfolio. Uh, there is a good discussion on corner of Berkshire and Fairfax, COBF, uh, the chat room where they speculate that the stock portfolio was not yet sold, uh, which means that there was some impairment for sure, uh, because PNC especially went down like 30, 40 percent. But that does not necessarily mean that the upside would be completely gone or or it would be somehow changed. I think, uh, first of all, if they haven't sold it, there might 
be um, you know increasing the value over 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 time in the in the next year or so. Uh, and if they have sold it before, of course, that would be a great win. Um, but there you still have the other assets which could still also impact the valuation quite a bit, especially the timberland. That's one thing that people really speculate about, and that could be a nice surprise for. Uh, for shareholders, I don't own Volk anymore, but I used to own it um, um, the, like two years ago or so. Uh, so uh, I think it's really interesting to keep an eye on it. Like I, when I looked at, you know, in March or you know early April for some of the ODC stocks that that I followed quite heavily, Volk came to my mind because it was like, okay, the liquidation is going to happen, right? It's going to happen um, late this year or 2021. Uh, perhaps because it's been ongoing for about two for about a year now, uh, you know, it will happen relatively soon, and and the value could still be there. So I think it's I think it's uh, interesting to certainly look in more into it and and uh, keep a close eye on any any sort of developments uh, that might uh, might happen there. Yeah. Right. Awesome. And for those uh, who are interested in purchasing your OTC manual, where can they find that? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, the manual is um, a great resource for OTC investors. It involves a lot of information of Vulcan. It also involves the, um, includes the financials of the company. Um, and you can find more information at jansvenda.com, uh, where uh, you can buy the manual. You can see samples and you can see what's inside. There's basically a, a large uh, amount of uh, long ideas uh, that I wrote. Uh, when I was running my uh, newsletter for two years. And uh, there's also a coverage of about 400 stocks, um, which can really give you kind of a good sense of what could be interesting in these times. Uh, and that, that's been that's been really good. I recently updated it with some reports uh, dating back to May 2019. And I also included about um, 30 or 40 uh, financials of dark companies. So basically, Vulcan is among one uh, of uh, of those so i think that's um that's great research you can find it on my on my website com. okay great and we'll put links to all that in the show notes as well awesome all right Jan. well it was a pleasure talking and i'll talk to you again soon thanks you got it bye Thank you for listening to the Intelligent Investing Podcast with Eric Schlein. If you'd like to connect with Eric for questions, comments, feedback, ideas, or to inquire about being on the show, please contact Eric at intelligentinvesting at gmail.com. So, in the words of Charlie Munger, I have nothing to add.